Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor, where those who think outside the box can create unique football bets from a combination of markets. Create your best bet with the innovative BetVictor Bet Builder. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Cluster of players waiting to come in on it. Chelsea, Mark Wright and Liverpool look absolutely bewildered. Where did he come from? Viale, the man who came back today after being left out of the side. Comes in on this free kick. Not good marking, but emphatic the header. Chelsea! Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. Yes, folks, this is the Blue Day podcast, and for Chelsea fans everywhere, every day is a Blue Day. I am your host, Keith Lawrence, and on today's show is a truly special one, as we remember an extraordinary gentleman and a true talented footballer in Gianluca Viali. With me today, we have three guests that knew Gianluca very well from his time at Chelsea Football Club. Allow me to introduce David Sorrell. Addy Maffey and Mark Nichols. Gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. How are we all? Oh, very good. Oh, Thank fine. you. Very well. Yeah, fine. Fine, yeah. Oh, bit of COVID, but uh, that won't stop me. <laughs> well, gentlemen, obviously, again, we're going to talk about a certain Gianluca Viale who passed away a, a couple of weeks ago. Um, we're going to obviously talk about his career. So we're going to talk from the start of it. So for those of you that are unaware, if for those who are listening... Gianluca Viali was born on the 9th of July 1964 in Cremona in Italy. Started his professional career with Cremonese before moving to Sampdoria in 1984. After eight years and many trophies won with them, he moved to Juventus in 92. He won another league title along with the European Cup in 96 before heading to Chelsea on a free transfer in the summer of 96. Gentlemen, before as we sort of begin talking about Gianluca, just sort of, if you can remember, when did you individuals sort of remember meeting Gianluca for the first time and, and how was that for you? Yeah, oh, well... Mark, we'll I'll, start with you. I'll go first um, because uh, I was a roommate of him for just over a season, maybe a season and a half. And um, to be around that, that person, um, absolute gentleman, um, was unbelievable experience for myself at being 18, 19 years of age. Um, first being told by, obviously, Rude Hullet that I'm 
I'm rooming with him was just sort of like a shock to myself. I, we we had room partners back then and sort of like just laying on the, the bed and he's laying on the one next to it. It's sort of like I was in awe, really, you know. It, it's, um, yeah, uh, wow, just, uh, just a gentleman, you know, and that's without going into the footballing side of him. Because, Addy, you joined Chelsea, I believe it was around the same time. It was around yes. the, the summer of 96. I joined Chelsea in the summer of 96. He was on the playing staff. Again, like Mark said, true gentleman, can't, uh, you know, it was, he was really unusual. And it was unusual Italian. He was so English. He liked roast dinners. <laughs> he was the only guy who... He'd, he'd have a driver. The driver drive, drove him into training every day. He'd be in the back reading the newspaper. He spoke better English than most of us, actually. To be fair, um, he was. It was. A, it was something really special. And for me, it was quite poignant because I got a text from my ex-wife, who oh, I'm now divorced from. And when we got married, I invited five or six players to my wedding and gave them all the, our wedding lists. And Gianluca, he must have, he bought, oh my God, he must have bought a whole cutlery set. He spent so much money and he had, he's had, he had a special place. He, he spent a lot of money when, when we got married in a special place for all of us. And, and obviously it was very sad listening to, hearing the news a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, he was a, he was a classy individual. That That is uh, a word that doesn't get thrown about too much to individuals, but classy, he was, he was just a, a top, top man. And David, you remember, you've sort of mentioned to me in the past about your sort of first time that you met Jane Luca, you've got a very good picture with yourself and Jen Luca uh, at, at okay. Harlington. What was your sort of memories of meeting him? Because again, you've been at the Harlington since the eighties, and yeah. then you've got this caliber of player that's come in. I mean, that that must that must have been overruled him for you. It was magnificent. Um, as eighties been through divorce, I was going through the divorce at the same time, mate. Mm-hmm. So uh, uncanny. <laughs> But, um, yeah, the man, I was there the first day, he turned up at training and he had time. There was just one or two of us at Harlington. Mark was there with the boys and coming out and they all knew me at Harlington and I'd, I'd walk on the pitch, not like Cobham now, you can't even get in the place. But Harlington, he'd come over, Mark Hughes, Hullet, they'd all come over, get photos of him. First day of training, historic. The man was a gentleman, absolute gentleman. And he signed all the autographs, what you want, and such a lovely guy. I was, I was absolutely devastated when he passed passed away you know what I mean yeah, we all did I think we all felt that so yeah brought a tear to my eye well many tears and I was at work that day and I, I just bawled out in, in the van I was working in you know what I mean so yeah devastating news yeah Mark one thing I wanted to sort of ask you in regards to Gianluca when you was a youngster coming through the ranks what was he like with you and the others in terms of would he sort of just openly give you guys advice on how to improve or was he quite sort of open and free when if ever you had any advice that you wanted to sort of gain from somebody like Gianluca or even Mark Hughes was he quite welcoming on that front? Yeah he, he had time for everybody um, you know when you get uh, images or in your head of people being like a big time Charlie as they called it um, nowhere near it 
um, had time for all the youngsters, um, even the younger ones that were in the youth team at the time. If they, he'd, he'd have the, you'd have the pleasure of just saying morning to him. Yeah, how are you? It was always a pleasure, you know. Um, he embraced us, um, and he was new to our country, so it, it was a it was a massive learning curve for me as well because some of the things that I took out of when we were obviously rooming together before games. We'd have conversations about football and I'd ask him questions about his career and he would always be willing to give you an answer and he'd always be willing to give you advice. So, yeah, um, it, it was it was good for the, for the year I was rooming with him or just over a year. And then I think Jody went in straight after and he was rooming with him for a year. So, obviously, he must have learned some stuff as well because look what Jody's done. So, yeah every bit of advice that you could take from him would only benefit you. I always remember him, Mark, um, you know, you were a young kid at Chelsea and he would stop during training and he'd give you advice, you know what I mean? And give you what angles to shoot at and where from and whatever. And, you know, I'd played Sunday league football. I wasn't in your league, but you know what I mean? I'd love to watch Chelsea up there all the time. Watched you, John Terry come through the youths and Jody Morris and all that. But him as a player, you didn't see that often. Uh, Hullet would do it. Uh, a few of the others would do it. Kerry would do it. Speedo would do it. But Gianluca, he was brilliant at stopping the game during training. And he'd show you so many times and what angles to hit the ball and where to hit it. He, he, he was brilliant. He was so good. And you knew he had management skill in him. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, just a class act all round in my eyes. Addy, compared to the other players that you were working with, how fit was Gianluca? I'm assuming based on with him being spent many years in Italy, with it being a different regime to it in the Premier League, what was he like to work with? Oh, it was fantastic. I, I just remember when um, Rude, who was the manager, brought in Gianfranco Zola and there was a bit of a uh, competition between... Jan Franco Zola and Gianluca Vialli, they both wanted to outdo each other and be better. But Luca was always ready. Whenever he was on the bench, he would be always ready and made the most of his time. And nine times out of ten, he'd score. I remember, I'm sure Dave will remember Tomzo. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was cold. A momentous game for everybody, and that would just yeah, sum him yeah. up as an individual that he was sitting on the bench all day, all cold, and then just come on and turn the game around. Yeah, you yeah. know, okay, we lost the game, but he scored two, he scored two goals and yeah. turned the game around for us. It was absolutely unbelievable. We yeah. thought that was a, a done deal, and he just that's what he was like. Yeah. Um, I just I remember uh, Frank Sinclair talking about how he always used to put on his boots and his socks first. And I I have vague, I have vivid memories of the guy walking around in his underpants with boots and socks on <laughs> before every training session. He'd always and, and have a casual conversation with you, and you'd be like, "Do you realise what you've got on your feet <laughs> or got your, what you're wearing?" But that's how he was. Yeah. Um, oh, he's a top, top, top man. I was certainly the type of guy that is going to give people memories and they're going to carry with them for the rest of their lives. Fantastic. I'll, I'll tell you what the greatest thing ever have done was drop Zola in Stockholm final because he wound him up rotten and our fire was, fired up was he for scoring. Oh, yeah, they, they wound that, each other up. 
And yeah, both of them. He just come back from injury, hadn't he? Yeah, uh, they both. He wanted to start, and he had the right ump Zola that day. Right ump. I remember yeah, that game. Yeah, that game. yeah, yeah. He must have been on the bench, eighty, and it was just unbelievable. Zola's oh, face, and uh, he just came on. And look at his fight, and yeah, when he got that goal, he went yeah, mental, he was, absolutely was mental, so, wielded. Yeah, they were so wound up each time they got left out. Yeah, and, yeah. And as I said, you know, that's the one thing you want about from your subs if you're a sub, yeah. to come on and affect the game, if you possibly can, change the game. And both of them were... were The, the competition between the two of them was... Yeah. was uh, well, he even done it with Mark Nichols, and he come and scored against Tottenham in 6-1, <laughs> didn't we, when we beat him there? That was fantastic. And I was, sitting in the, and I was sitting in the Tottenham end that day as well. <laughs> yeah, I won't forget that one. That's always one to keep in the uh, locker, that one. <laughs> oh, Mark, we, we love that one, mate. That was brilliant. What a day that was. <laughs> But One yeah. game I do want to talk about that Gianluca was very influential in, and in fact the whole team was influential, was the 4-2 against Liverpool, sorry Mark, in the FA <laughs> Cup in 97. Yeah. Viali scored two goals. Gentlemen, I'm, I'm assuming you, all three of you were there live. Yeah. What kind of an atmosphere was that that day and, you know, Seeing Chelsea sort of go behind in that game as well, what kind of a machine, not just with Viali, but as a group, how much big of a machine was Chelsea to get back into that game and to have the quality like a Zola, like a Viali, like a Di Matteo? The the tide was turning a little bit with Chelsea, wasn't it? It weren't just a case of Chelsea going to finish mid-table. There was something special happening at Chelsea. Yeah, Yeah, big time. Yeah, it was it, it, obviously bringing in Robbie, Zola, uh, obviously Viali as well. It changed the whole um, uh, mentality of all the players around, you know. So uh, even going down to hotels and having dinner and we were going and we weren't allowed, uh, just say, for instance, a bolognese sauce on on the, the pasta that we had. It was plain pasta. It was, you'd have Tabasco, it would be or vegetables, or chicken, it, it went to another level. And that brought everybody else up to that level, you know. Um, everything they did and the infrastructure that they brought over from Italy was, it, it was huge for all of us. So the likes of myself, Frank, um, dudes, people like that, we then got into their mentality and it, and it improved us all physically as well, you know, and mentally. So, yeah, it, it was a big thing and the ball started rolling with them. And like I said before, you can only you can only rave about all of them, really. Yeah, I just I just uh, I'm just chuckling here thinking of that. I remember that time when I'm, I go up to the canteen up the route on the upstairs and Dennis Wise is eating a bowl of fruit salad <laughs> and he's gone. What the hell am I eating this for? <laughs> what the hell am I eating this for? And that that's that just shows you, as 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 Paul's just said, it was just their influence all over the place. Even when you're eating the meals you're eating, not allowed bolognese sauce on pasta. You had to eat plain pasta. All those little things were coming in, and all the English guys had to step up their game. And you can see that even Chelsea as a club had to step up. And I think that's why Chelsea is the club that it is today, because that transition 
we were part of that transition and uh, how the club has changed and uh, changed for the better, I think. But we did it. We did on a, on away trips. I, I, I will admit, though, we did have a cheese and ham toasty uh, uh, and a pint of blackcurrant and lemonade before a game while match of the day was on. If we was away, yeah. we did sneak one. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I tell you what, those were the days when they used to go in the burger burger van around the corner from Simpson Lane, Gary Dixon and all them. That, that was before training and get a good fried breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> the days have gone now. <laughs> they, they are well long gone, yeah. Long yeah, gone. I know. <laughs> one, one key moment that happened in Chelsea's sort of history well before when, when Roman took over. 1997, the FA Cup final against Middlesbrough. Oh, no. <laughs> Viali was on the bench. Something that, I've, you know, when you look back on, when you hear stories about, you know, with him having or not being happy that he, he, he was on the bench in the Cup final, but he came on for a, a few minutes. Gentlemen, what sort of, with the club winning the FA Cup for the first time <laughs> in God knows how long, that must have been a huge relief for ev- everyone involved because it was, as you, as what you guys mentioned beforehand, all that hard work, all the sacrifice about the training regime has changed, the food, the nu- the nutrients has changed. It's paid off because we've won at Wembley. Yeah, well, it, well, it did, didn't it? So everything that um, everything that he brought in and 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 the way things moved forward, it made it made the lads fitter, the right mentality. We were closing the gap on on team bigger teams you know and like trophies w- were obviously beginning to be won you know and if you look at that now like you said earlier the infrastructure and what they brought in has now progressed into this and Chelsea's become one of the top teams in the league every season so that little start off point in 96 97 going onwards has now looked what it's brought it to you know uh, lots of trophies premier league titles uh Money to buy decent, world-class players, as well as also bringing through your likes of JT and uh, and Jody and stuff like that. So yeah, it's um, it, it, it started that ball rolling back then, and it, it's now become a machine, hasn't it? So yeah. ninety-seven, one of the greatest days of my life. That was we waited so long for that trophy. You know, I was born and bred across the road with Alan Hudson's family in the sixties and seventies, and watched them win the cup in seventy seventy-one. You know what I mean? And watching them grow, and it took so long to win that trophy. But God, did I celebrate that night! <laughs> yeah, the ex-wife weren't happy. I never got home that night. Actually, <laughs> we ended up in the Ifield pub in uh, in Chelsea, and we never got home all night. They left it open all night that bar. It was great. <laughs> yeah. uh, decent, decent times they were. Uh, yeah, yeah, they were brilliant, lads. Brilliant, uh, and I can't uh, thank you enough for the great times we had. You know what I mean? Brilliant. Absolutely. And you know, you two guys and. Hey, you were gentlemen at, at Chelsea, both of you at Ireland, and they were great days there. Uh, and Viali come along, and it's going to be a sad loss for the for the club. But we haven't got a striker like that now, you know what I mean? We're <laughs> desperate for a striker. And I say, uh, we've never replaced Costa. Uh, and look at the strikers we had with Flo, Hullet, Viali, Zola. We, we still ain't replaced them. We've not replaced them. You know? no, no, but we've... Now signed nineteen wingers, so. <laughs> but Mark, you know, you 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 know, even you do good in that team up front for us. You know what I mean? We just yeah. need someone to put the ball in the net. Abbott's not a number nine. No, he's, he's a number, a number nine. He's but not, to be fair, there's not nine. many number nines around. Well, there's not. You yeah, know, no, Lukaku. They're, they're, they're one. They're a few and far between. 
And nine times out of 10, the good ones have been snapped up by other people anyway. I mean, look at yeah. Holland, you know, all yeah. the money in the world. And not even a Mitrovic. Why? They yeah. couldn't pay him any more money than we could pay him. But he no, chose to right. go to Man City. His agents he... told him, this is where you need to go. Yeah, because his dad played there, that's why. If you think about it, Holland, number nine, then the rest of Europe, no. Is there another Costa? No, I can't think of one. Can you think of one? I can't think of one. Today's football's moved on, but you still need someone to stick the ball in the back. Of course you do. Of course you do. This false nine business, I'm not not keen on at all. Um, Me too. the, the money maker, as they say, is sticking it in the back of it. And if you've got to go out and spend 150 million on someone, then so be it. But if he gets you 30 goals a season, yeah. i.e., your Alan Shearers and your Gary Linekers and, and, yeah. and yeah. Go, then that's what you've got to pay. You go and do it. Yeah. Well, just look at the Liverpool game just now. You know, again, we're still desperate for a striker. It's just so poor. It's just nothing to put the ball in the net. So, I, think, I don't know. I think both teams are looking for desperate for a strike. Well, they are. They are. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Look at the front three of Liverpool. It's just crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah, not much different. It's it's not the old football we used to. You know no. what I mean? So no. you always had that target, man. Always. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, it, yeah. You can see yeah. that both teams are struggling to hold the ball up. Yeah, and then the way they play from the back, Mark. You know, we didn't do it. Now we got that ball down the wings. We, you know, you know, we had players there all the time. Not even Robin. We had a Robin right. there. But I, I still think that a lot of teams are, are, are what you call scared about lose, scared of losing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they don't want to lose, and and that sort of prevents them from winning. You know, and I think sometimes you look you look at a ball and you think, oh, he's got time to play that forward, but no, he won't. He'll play yeah. it back. Yeah, because that's safer for him. Yeah, um, yeah. I I agree. I fully agree. Um, but back in. Well, we say back in the day, 90, 97, 98, them you got Graham Lasso going down the wing and yeah. smash balls yeah. into the box, which I got on the end of a couple of them against Coventry, you know, yeah. but you already knew what was coming. Now it goes yeah. down the wing, another five passes, it goes out the other side. Yeah. You have got in the box, must be thinking, for crying out loud, just put it in. Mm. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's, there's no delivery. There's no, what I would say, like, Newcastle have got at the moment, which is a Kieran Trippier, or it get down the wing. You'll see it tonight when they play Palace. They put the ball in the box. Yeah, you ain't going to yeah. score with the ball being played fifteen times. Like everyone gets back into shape now, and and that's what your your Pep Guardiola's and your Jurgen Klopp's do. They get back into shape, and when you get yeah. back into shape, if you haven't broke quick enough and delivered balls behind defenders, it's so hard to break teams down. Now you're not talking yeah. about Mickey Mouse players. Yeah. Well. Defenders. Yeah, if you think about it, you you if you look at your your, um, I think Zayic did a couple, but he doesn't play that often. But you're talking about wing backs crossing the ball. Now I never saw the left wing back cross a ball. I saw the right wing back cross a ball, and he was not bad. He crossed a few balls there. But then if you haven't got someone in the middle to put the ball in the net, what's the point in crossing the ball? Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. You yeah. know, I'm looking forward to Reese James and Chilwell coming back in two weeks' yeah. time. Well, they're the those, those two, which is going to be great. Progress but on. We still ain't got that centre forward, but, but you still need that centre forward. You know, they still that need that number nine who's in the box that is going to put the ball in the net, even if you know, even though he's been fed by crosses. And uh, Ziyech, I mean, not Ziyech, Havertz. Hey, he's not a number nine. He's not yeah. a number nine. 
I mean, yeah, boys, I, gut, but he's not a number nine. Yeah, no, a Mitrovic. Why not go for yes. him? Quality player. Yeah, it could he, be. He's one player that could do it for us. You know what I mean? He I could think do it for you. An old-fashioned centre forward, it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, old-fashioned centre forward. But the thing is, obviously, the, the, as we know, players are not. The players are controlled by their agents, and yeah. their agents have a lot of say in where they go and who they're paying because who they're playing for because. The influence on the player is that way, and you have to. I mean, I don't know, but you sort of think, well, someone like Mitrovic, who's who banged in so many goals in the, he knows where the net is. He yeah. knows where the net is, but he banged in so many goals in the championship. Yeah. But he, he scores goals in the Prem, but no, not as many. And he I, didn't, but he is this year though. He started to put them in this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, you know, but he's learned his trade. Ivan Tony, another great player at Brentford. True, but then yeah. you think your neighbour with the most money, why isn't he playing for them? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's no, so yeah. you sort of think, well, okay. I, I, I go with that as well. They Chelsea do need an out and out goal scorer. Yeah, um, yeah. Whatever, whatever it costs, they need to get it. Um, but the way the club is at the moment, if you're asking me who's making the signings, when I spoke to you earlier, Keith, it. I ain't sure who's making these signings because I don't know. Think... Me too. Potter yeah. said that today. They're not my players. He said that before. The... I don't know if you saw before the game. Mm. He said, "Are they my players or not?" He, he you think, "Well, what's going on?" <laughs> so I, know. I don't know. Strange one is like uh, the 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 Cucurella one. Like yeah. Graham sold him. <laughs> yeah. So the chances well, that guy, of it, the that guy can't him... even tackle. <laughs> in playing, yeah, it's, it's just. Just a massive, in my eyes, now you've got a £60 million left back that the manager don't fancy because he sold him already. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but the young lad that's come in, uh, Hall, he's doing well. He's Another doing... quality player coming from the youth ranks. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, it, it is. And it shows the academy's working well. And like I say, I was there um, last week with uh, uh, Neil Bath as well. Um, so yeah. easy over overall director of everything I believe at the academy at the moment and they're still churning them out it's just Chelsea are in a place at the moment where they can do what they want money wise so again yeah. it was like back in the day when we got that chance to go and play they now don't have that chance they've got a, they've got a million players out on loan so yeah yeah um, uh, oh I don't know looking back Mark when you was talking about Europe and how important that Cup Winners Cup campaign was for Chelsea. What sort of stories have you got, you know, travelling with the team, you know, with Viali and Co and Eddie, you might sort of be part of this as well, going to places like Bratislava, Tromso you've already mentioned when it was just completed utter ridiculously with snow. And even Real Betis as well when we played them at their place and won comfortably with Tori Andre Flo scoring the goals. Yeah, I was out there. Great trip. That was a brilliant trip, Ralph Betis. Loved yeah, it. The, the Tromso one, I think, uh, was the one that Rude broke his foot as well. Broke, broke yeah. his toe. He broke I his think. toe. Yeah, because uh, obviously the, it was the snow in the second half, wasn't it? Or yeah. Up down. And uh, it covered a, it covered a <laughs> concrete bit. Concrete where the curb and he kicked it. Yeah. <laughs> Did he, he kick the, the, the dug out? <laughs> yeah, he turned around. Something happened in the game, and like he's like smashed something away, and there was a concrete lip on the yeah. uh, yeah. and he 
that and broke his toes, I believe, didn't he? I think yeah, he did. Great. I mean, but, for me, it was like his, uh, on the ten plane years home. of watching every game. Yeah, you 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 can't remember, but you remember the significant ones, and that game was really <laughs> unusual. <laughs> I remember I warmed them up. Well, if you could warm them up in the snow. And I remember Hidgey threw a snowball at me, <laughs> not hit me in the head. And then I remember Baba was like standing here blowing. And my dad always wanted me to be a doctor. But so we, uh, it was actually freezing. And then the game went on and, and they, they were like, they were brushing the, the pitch before cleaning all the lines. And then the snow came down in the second half and playing yeah. on his board. I just remember it. It was, I haven't ever seen, yeah. I haven't seen anything like that since then. No, nothing. And, I'll tell um, you. Was that was that the, the, when we got onto the runway as well? We flew out that night. Mm-hmm. That the time when they turned around and said, um, basically, uh, we've got to take fuel off the plane because it was because it, it was too heavy to take off. If I remember rightly, I was um, surprised. Yeah, it was Ruth Hullett's plaster cast, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was I'll be surprised. I believe they, well, I'll say took fuel off the plane. That ain't a great, great way to put it, but they had to lighten the load because <laughs> where it was so heavy and the snow was there, we yeah. needed to get out that night. Yeah. I believe it was that night we needed to get yeah, out. We needed and, to get out. Yeah. And yeah. we needed to get out and away. Yeah. 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 Uh, we we had an extra day there. We were lucky. <laughs> I had three <laughs> days there. Best trip ever, apart from Munich. <laughs> no, the, the, all those games, they were, they, yeah. they, they, they'd leave the night of the game. Straight yeah. into the game. Yeah, the, yeah, I remember you boys. Yeah, 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 I remember it, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you a funny story that day of that game. We, we we got there the day before the game, same as the players did. Uh, you mm. were on, the players were on the flight before us. Mm. So the morning of the game, we went down the ground to see the ground and they said, oh, come and help us do the pitch. So we started shoveling all the snow off the uh, terraces and all that, helping them, having a laugh. And Gwen Williams come along. Because mm. we, we knew Gwen really well from Harlington and, mm. and used to talk to him all the time, you boys. And... Uh, Next thing he's gone, how this game can go ahead, I'll never know. And it started coming down with snowing again. He's walked across the pitch and he's gone right over to oh. it on the snow and the ice. Oh, my God, he's hurt his back. He's got up. Honestly, we were in stitches. Me, Mark and Ray, three, three or four of us used to go everywhere. You probably remember Ray Gator and Mark. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we'd go all over the place for you boys, but that was so hilarious. And he got up and laughed his head off as well, Gwen, but he saw the funny side of it. But yeah, it, they, they were great days. Brilliant. <laughs> with Viali in particular as well, that, that season with the Cup Winners' Cup campaign and us doing quite well in, in the league, we lost to Arsenal at Highbury. And then all of a sudden, Rude Hullet is sacked. It's announced that Rude Hullet was, was sacked at Chelsea and Viali quickly became the next player coach. Obviously, stories since obviously since then have come out, whether or not it's true or not, people still have different views of it today. But Viali was sort of brought in. He became the player coach on the 12th of February, 98. Gentlemen, sort of just... One at a time, did you sort of think that Viali was was going to be good enough as a player manager when you first heard the news? And was you shocked that he actually wanted to step up and take that role? Addy, uh, we'll we'll start with you if, if you wanted. Um, I, I remember the I remember this time very well. The end of season trip was Martinique. 
and we went to Martinic and I, we, we heard that Rudy got sacked and I thought, that's me, that's my time here, done. And I remember we were in Martin, went to Martinique and I thought, well, then obviously Viali gets appointed as player manager and I was like, oh, crikey. He's going to go Italian and bring an Italian guy in and I'm, I'm gone. And he's called me in for a meeting and he's basically said to me, I'm going to bring a guy from Italy to do the fitness. Can you help him? Because you're a good man. And can you help him? I said, yeah, sure. So he brought in Antonio Pintus and he came in and changed the whole way the training and how things were. And it again, brought it on another step. Um, and I was just helping him and, and learning and learning and looking and seeing. Bueno, nos vamos. Aquí tiene su cuenta. Espere, ¿10 mil dólares? Así es, las cervezas, hamburguesas, alitas, postre, la multa por conducir borracho a casa, licencia suspendida, días de cárcel, días de trabajo perdidos. Ya sabe, todo lo que involucra obtener un DUI. Bueno, y lo que quiera dejar de propina. No pagues el precio de tomar y manejar. Te puede salir caro. Maneja tomado y serás arrestado. Un mensaje de Netza.